Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. In all of her years as a coach and all of her years as an interviewer, the one practice creatives tell Jamie Riddler they return to again and again is journaling. That simple practice of putting pen to page can allow us to discover our truth, express ourself, and to hear our own voice. This simple practice can transform everything. This simple practice is magic. That's what my guest, Jamie Riddler, says. Are you ready to meet her? Jamie Riddler is a creative force. From her popular creative Living with Jamie podcast to her inspirational behind-the-scenes vlogs, from innovative workshops to inspirational blogging, Jamie's helped thousands of aspiring creatives around the world find the courage and the confidence to bring their creativity to life, whether that means rediscovering their artistic self or bringing their creative heart to their work. You can find out more about Jamie and her work at openthedoor.ca. Jamie, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. I am just beaming at you. (laughs) Oh, I'm beaming right back at you. And even though it's radio, let me just say I have beautiful, perfect, perfectly white, even teeth. And my smile (laughs) is delightful. It's magical, my smile. Um, I know it. (laughs) And I'm sure that yours is too. So we're in a time when maybe there's not so much of the beaming magnetic smile. We're at a time yeah. when uh, people at least are telling me they feel kind of stifled and squished and constrained and things seem anxiety producing and dark and nervous. Why is creativity so important at a time like this? Isn't it better just to sort of get under the bed and wait till it goes away? What a, what a gorgeous and powerful place to start. You know, I think also too in that vein, often People think creativity is only for when things are light and good and joyful and we can get out and play. And I actually think that times like now, times you're describing, times that are dark, times that are hard, creativity serves us the most powerfully because it reminds us that we are agents of change. It reminds us that we ourselves can create something new, something fresh. We can open up possibilities. Uh, that things do not have to remain the same, and that we can engage with how things are and be a part of transmuting it into something different. So I think now is exactly the time. We need to pull on our creative force and bring it out into the world. Maybe it's one of those things where it's, especially at the time you think you can't, that it's the most important to begin. Yes. And one of the things I think we often forget with creativity is we think of it as a sending out, right? As something we do or share or it 
takes energy from us. But creativity also gives energy for us. So when we are struggling, when we are trying to think something through, when we are challenged, if we can turn to our art, whatever that is, whether it's singing or painting or writing, if we can take all of that into our art, then we have an ally. And our art can nourish our energy. It can be a safe place to put down our load. It can hold our tears when maybe I know when my mom passed away, you know, all of your loved ones can be with you, but they and love you and give all their support. But nobody can hold your 28 hour day of mourning, but the page can, but the dance floor can, but those colors can. And so um, it doesn't, it, it nourishes you, it gives you and it makes gives you more to be able to um, bring to the world and the situation. And you're helping me remember that creativity isn't just painting. It's not just the things that you think of as creativity. I loved, I am a gleeful but inexpert knitter. So to me, there's creativity Mm. in my knitting, even though you're not going to find that on, you know, snazzyknittingdesigns.com or whatever. Um, I love there's creativity in my knitting. There's creativity in the way I... um, work with my children, there's creativity in the way I tell a story or the way I tilt my head just so to get a different view of something. It's not just here are these four creative things, choose from one of them and go be creative. There's so much more available if we'll let ourselves have that. Absolutely. And even think about your interactions with people. You know, you go to the grocery store once a week and you have the same cashier and every time she's grumpy, you know, then it can become this incredible creative thing to think. Now, how can I create a connection with her? How can I have a human to human moment with her? How can I transform this 30 seconds or one minute we have with one another to turn it into just a little people moment? Creativity is everywhere. It's really about expanding possibilities, about um, being open to change and possibility and it really, it lives in when we cook, when we choose our clothes to, to spend whatever we're going to spend our day in, all of that is creativity. So you talk and teach a lot about the importance of creative practice. What is a creative practice and why is that so important? Yeah, it is something that you can turn to again and again and again that both expresses your creativity and fuels your creativity. And so an example might be journaling, an example might be doodling, it might be going to dance class. Um, But I think one of the reasons it's important to have a practice is, well, two reasons. One is that it gives you an opportunity on a regular basis to encounter yourself. Because one thing, people say this about yoga and the mat, and it is also true about you and your creativity, is you cannot hide from yourself when you are in a creative moment, you will be in conversation with your ideas, with your personality, with your preferences, with the kinds of choices you make. And so it is a wonderful way to consistently be in self-awareness. And the other thing is, is when we're in practice, we use that muscle. So we get used to making choices. We get used to the fact that we love blue. We get used to the fact of, of speaking our opinion or wrestling with ideas. And when we do that on a regular basis, then when something arises in our life, 
where creativity is required, we're ready. We're not afraid. We're not suddenly going, well, what, what, I don't know about this whole speaking out loud, my opinion thing. We've thought about our opinion. We're used to hearing our own voice and we can share it more readily. It's, it's kind of like being in training so that we are resilient and flexible and available when life brings us an opportunity or a challenge. I'm remembering as I listened to you that you recently were part of a really huge dance production. And I follow you on Facebook. Everybody should follow you on Facebook, by the way. And I'll follow her on all social media forms. Um, that you were part of that great big production. And there are photos of you in rehearsal just absolutely glowing with the sheer joy of dancing. So it feels to me like dancing is something that you connect with very strongly as one of your creative outlets. I do. In fact, when you brought up the Grand Continental, which is the name of the show we did, I, I literally started wiggling. Like, I can't help but move when I think about it. And you can probably hear me smiling, too. And this was a wonderful show where they enlisted 100 people. We did have to audition, but if you love to dance, um, I, they were very accepting. These weren't all professional people out there, you know, who've been training for 50 years. This was a wide range of people, different ages, different sizes. And that was a joy for me. And uh, dance is my first love. Dance is my, my sister calls it my home art. It is. And, you know, when you get a little older, it's not it doesn't necessarily feel as available. And as a curvy girl, uh, when I started to reach that age where you were thinking about what's your profession as opposed to your passion, suddenly dance seemed unavailable for me then too. And so for this is a great example of creativity proving to you that we're, what you think is impossible is not at all. Because if you had asked me 10 years ago if I would be out dancing in front of City Hall here in the city of Toronto at a major arts festival performing at this stage of my life, I would have been like, uh, I, I love that dream, but I don't know. <laughs> and it really, I saw the audition. I said, Jamie, don't think very hard about this, just say yes. And that's what I did at each step of the way. I decided not to think, just to move forward, because I know I love dance and to just risk it. You know, so I risked going to the audition. I was so sick. And I went anyway. I risked, I got the part, and then I risked that discomfort of going to an, uh, the rehearsal. What's this going to be like? Am I going to get it? Um, and it was really one of the experience it was an experience of a lifetime it was a joy for me and I think I'm it's so I love what you said about Facebook and and social media because when I had friends and family come and take pictures they all said you're just beaming you're just absolutely in your element and that's what it felt like dance is just a part of my life mm. Now you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Jamie Riddler, and you can find out more about Jamie and her teachings and her work at openthedoor.ca. Now I know that journaling is also a creative practice that fuels a lot of your work and that you also teach and share with other people. So why is journaling so special? I think one of the reasons is that out of many practices. It's one that is so simple and available. You know, all you need is something to write with and something to write on. And, you know, that can be uh, your eyeliner and a napkin. 
it, it's really something you can do anywhere and you can do it for any length of time. One of the things I, I have a club called journal club. We meet on Friday afternoons uh, and this is a very lovely and wonderful supportive group. And we meet for an hour, but one of the things we do is sometimes do little, little spots of journaling where we just take five minutes. And every time we do that and everyone's talking about, wow, this is the insight I got, or wow, suddenly I feel calmer, or wow, I have this idea and I've been wrestling with it for so long and now I know what I'm going to do next. And I'll remind them of this. And how long did we journal? Five minutes. So don't think you don't have time to make a difference. You have five minutes waiting in the car. You have not, you know, while you're parked. (laughs) You know, you have five minutes on the subway. You have five minutes before you go to bed. And even that can make a difference. I think also journaling is such a profoundly safe and private place. You know, it is a place where you can risk a thought that you're not ready to share with another person yet. It is a place where you can risk a thought you may not be sure you're ready to hear yet. It can show up on the page. And so I think it is simple. I think it is available. And I think it is profound. Mm. How do we get past that fear of the blank page, that place where you open to the next page and it just, there's nothing there. How do you get past that fear of just putting something down? It is so hard. I know. I, I took a class with one teacher once who did something and I still, I'm not sure I could do this, but she found it really useful. She re- literally went through her journal and just made a mark, like a scribble on every page so that it wouldn't be blank. I was like, no. <laughs> But for her, that worked because suddenly there was something there and it literally wasn't blank. One of the things I like to do is um, glue in a picture because sometimes we're not ready for words, uh, but we can go through a magazine, grab a picture that maybe catches our eye for some reason that day, glue it in. And then as a starting point, you can just start responding to that picture. Why did I choose it? What is it about it I like or don't like? You can also, if you're developing a practice, you can give yourself a way you always start. Like, I always start with, this is an example, I always start with three things I'm grateful for. Or I always start with, this is the weather. Or this, it doesn't have to be profound, but it does give you an in. So you always know when you come to the page, this is the on-ramp. And then once you've gone on the on-ramp, you are motoring. It's also one of the reasons that I created, I have a, a journal that I call the Studio Yearbook. It's seasonal. It's one of the reasons I created it was because it has little sections on it. Here's the section where you put your gratitude. Here's the section where you put your gold stars. Here's your section where you put in a picture. Here's the section where you document your day. So just what happened today? And I felt like that was enough structure to help people, again, be a kind of an on-ramp. So that they knew, oh, well, I can come up with something I'm grateful for, or I can come up with something that inspired me. And then you get started, and then it starts to get easier. What I love about the format of those, um, the seasonal journals, the studio journal, is that it's like a little bento box, right? There's a little, it's got little (laughs) containers in it. And it's easier for me to think about what I'll put in the little container than it is for me to see that endless open prairie of just not knowing what to say. So I like that, the bento box approach. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, I love that. I love that image. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. One of the other things I, I do with that and I love, and I can see it, we have a Facebook group for people that go through it, which is awesome because then I can see how people are using it is it's a starting point, but you can break it. 
you know, you can write outside the lines. You can decide today I don't feel like doing that. I'm just going to write over the whole page because I just can't. I'm processing this one event. Or, you know what, I missed that day. One thing I do not want anyone to do is beat themselves up. You know, so if they miss a day, it's like glue in a picture. Done. (laughs) Yep, Yep. and add pages if you want to add pages, add pages. Maybe it's a five-page day. Um, yeah, so exactly. Maybe add maybe add pages. So the what's interesting to me about that concept of the of the yearbook and of the of the seasonal journals is that it feels to me like journaling can help mark and honor the passing of time, not just like calendar time, outside time, day, night, summer, fall, but also our internal seasons. Oh. And and I'm just so can you talk a little bit about why you created the seasonal journals and whether or not you found in your own practice that's true, that it marks all kinds of seasons? It absolutely does. And I have loved, you know, one of the things that people have told me when they've used it, so they'll fill it out. And often, and maybe this is a part of that fear of the blank page too, often primarily women will say to me, I'm not, I don't do anything interesting. So I don't have anything to put in my journal. I'm just going to work. I'm just making dinner. It's not like I'm going on great adventures, so there's nothing to capture. And then they start working with this journal, and they do fill out those little bento boxes. And maybe uh, at the end of that season, they'll look back over their spring, their summer, their fall, and they'll think, oh, my gosh. I When I look at it, I remember this is my life. I actually... I, I went to that art gallery. Um, my grandkids came over and look, I let them draw in my journal. And it, like, it gives me goosebumps to think about it because suddenly they can see their life and the progression of it. One woman wrote to me recently that she had started her journal was around the same time she was um, selling her house. And so that journal, that whole season represented the staging and selling and stress and excitement of selling her house. And that Next season was the adventure of learning to live in her new home, renovating it to her style and starting to love her new neighborhood. And so she can pull out that journal and it represents a period of her life. And I think we forget that in adulthood. We have all these markers. You know, we have public school and junior high and high school and maybe college and university and maybe whatever the next things are. But then as we become a grown up, grown up, it's just like this expanse of adult life. But that's not true at all. If we're paying attention, we have gone through phases. For me, I can say this was my becoming an entrepreneur phase. This is my this was my season of becoming a coach. And what a beautiful thing to be able to go back to my journal and be able to see the development of those periods of my life. And it's about honoring our life as we're Living it, I was talking to someone who has a parent who works really hard and never stops and is always, it's the next thing and the next thing and there's exhaustion and there's unhappiness and it just keeps going on and on. And when we're living a life in a way that we're not observant, we're not aware, we don't mark the passage of time, we're the, time goes on anyway, but we're the ones then who are disconnected. There's a gift that gets missed. There's, there's joy and health and flow that we yes. skip. When everything, and I found that in my own life, where it just becomes a giant blur. You're like, what, what happened? When we're not awake to the passage of our own life, it can make it difficult to honor what we need and what we want and who we are. 
Absolutely. And even I know journal practice in my own life has woken me up out of exactly those scenarios you've talked about, where if I was showing up to the page and day after day after day, all I was doing was turning my to-do list, complaining about being tired, unhappy about X, Y, or Z, then I, I, I couldn't help but see that. And that would make me suddenly feel like, Jamie, you, you've got to take some responsibility for that. You, this is now I have to get creative and start changing things because I do not want to look back over the past 365 pages of my year and say all that I did was feel tired, busy, and complain. I'd much rather be looking back over it and saying, oh, yes, I met him for coffee and it was cold but cozy and, you know, and we shared conversation about our dreams. I'd rather write in my journal, I cuddled with my cat, Escher, and for the first time ever, he purred. You know, it's these moments that our life is made up of that, one, we need to pay attention to, and two, if we cultivate that, it's a, it's a, like a beautiful cycle that there's no beginning and there's no end. We cultivate more, we are aware more, we cultivate more, and our life day by day gets richer and richer. Well, and because even when we're complaining, all the other areas of our life, all those, all those layers, all that richness is still happening. We're just not looking at it. And yes. one of the things about a journal practice is that even if it starts with the to-do list and the complaining, if we allow ourselves to like acknowledge that and then go deeper, all that good stuff is there. Yeah. Now, I know we've only got about five minutes left, and I would love for you to tell people, I've already told them now to follow you on every conceivable social media way. Also, <laughs> follow the Studio Kittens on Facebook if you like the kittens. Um, they're not kittens anymore, but I still think of them as kittens. Um, let us know how people can connect with you, how they can find out more about the Studio Yearbook, the Fall Journal, and just give us all your good stuff. Yes. So please come on over to openthedoor.ca. When you get there, there's a tab right there that says the Studio Yearbook. You can check that out. Uh, We're just a little ways away from fall, so it's the perfect time for you to get yours. We also still, we're about to start, we're a few weeks away from starting Journal Club, so if that sounded fun to you, this is, honestly, I feel so blessed by the kind, smart, creative, warm, and welcoming people that show up for Journal Club. And so be sure to check that out, too. And if you come to OpenTheDoor.ca, there's a tab that says the Academy, and that's where all my classes are for this season. They change every season. I love that seasonal approach. I love to have the excitement of a beginning, to work on something for a few months, and then also the excitement of celebrating an end and having a fresh start the next go-round. So classes are just opening up now. Check those out. And sign up for the studio. It's free. I have lots of great resources for you. We're doing a free studio forum this season on books. Where we're all just going to get together online and share, here are the books that have impacted my life, that have inspired me creatively. I know we're all going to walk away with an amazing reading list. And so there's lots, lots, lots at the studio. The best thing to do, open the door.ca, sign up. And uh, I will be in touch with you, and there'll be lots of treasures for you. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Jamie, you, are you also doing Planning Day again? Yes. Yay planning for Day planning is coming day. in November. I, it's really become one of the 
highlights of the year at the studio. We all get together and we do the work of visioning, getting in touch with what do we want from this year, where are we now, and then how can we start to draw those things together from where we are now to where we dream of being by the end of next year. How do we start to create a journey that feels both structured enough to give us something to hold on to, but also fluid enough to to allow us to make changes and adapt because, you know, life is life. Right. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show. It's great fun. Now I'm beaming again. It's great fun to talk to you again. You too. Thank you so much. I always love having these wonderful creative conversations with you. Thank you. That is Jamie Riddler, and you can find out more about Jamie and her work at openthedoor.ca. That's openthedoor.ca. Follow her on Facebook. You can also, it's Jamie Riddler Studios on Facebook, and you can follow the Studio Kittens on Facebook as well. If you like three extremely attractive cats, you'll like <laughs> you'll like the Studio Kittens. And of course, you can always find out more about me and what's happening in my world at karenhager.com. That's a wonderful place to uh, find out about upcoming classes and events. We can even connect for a private session if that feels in alignment for you. And Opening the Peaceful Heart, A Call for Love, is a monthly 15-minute guided meditation that my partner Kathy and I have put together. We've been running it, gosh, almost a year and a half now, with the idea that when we focus our collective intention on peace, when we, even with all the things that are going on in the world, we get down through those layers and find that place of peace, When we focus on peace, things change. And so Opening the Peaceful Heart is a monthly 15-minute guided meditation, absolutely free, where you can connect with other people around the world in silence and in guided meditation for a focus on making change in our heart and creating peace in the world. For details about that, take a look at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.